What's up? What's up? Welcome back to another episode of Jack of All Trades, a weekly podcast for you to digest where there will always be a special guest. I'm not going to hold you on this Pea Valley review. That's right. We're getting down in the valley, y'all. So without further ado, let's get into it. Hey, bro. Hey. Hey, girl. What's going on? Oh, nothing. This episode bought it. Okay. This episode did bring it. So, so you're going to be a little chopped and screwed this episode, but that's okay. We're going to work through it. <laughs> no, I think it's going to be okay. <laughs> yeah, it'll be okay. But yes, this was definitely a good episode. P Valley episode three, the dirty dozen. Mm-hmm. I feel like it should have been called the Mercedes experience. That should have been the title of the episode. I feel like that could have been episode one. Oh, but you're right. This could have been. Oh, yeah, you're right. Uh-huh. We'll get to it. That's right. You're right. <laughs> all right. But um, all right. So we open up this episode and we see we have... Um, we have what do you call it when somebody goes work goes rogue like in the military? We have somebody break breaking the ranks. Yes. Mm-hmm. We see roulette in the the VIP. I can never never remember the name of it, the velvet room or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she has a customer who wants more. She's already, you know, ass naked, titties out ass out pussy out but um this customer he he wants the full-on experience so he wants her to take her bandana off that she has covering her face so he can see her dick sucking lips after big uh, oh after uncle clifford told them to keep their mask on that's right that's right that is a rule that is one of that is one of the new rules of the paint keep your mask Mm -hmm. on Mm mm-hmm yes so she tells the customer take the mask off or take the bandana bandana off if you want it off um so then of course he actually sees her lips and says i knew it and tells her that he's willing to pay top dollar uh for that sloppy toppy and she lets him know uncle clifford's rule number four at the pank you know there's no dick sucking at the pank rule number four is you hoe you out the dough period <laughs> period and honestly as it should be yeah ain't no hoeing out of here (laughs) right it's like you gotta pick a lane do you want to strip or do you want to be a hooker and the the pink has already been through a lot we don't need no more drama okay we don't need people not following the rules and bringing unnecessary attention to the pink that's right that's right just to reopen it So, of course, this customer is not willing to take no for an answer. And she actually says, well, you know, I'm willing to break a rule for a brick. Hmm. Yeah. So he pulls out the brick and she proceeds to break the rule. (laughs) And that is how we open up the episode. On camera. On camera, right? Looks at the camera and says, well, if they're going to stop her, they're going to stop her. But... You know, Diamond isn't around anymore. Right. 
it's like she she just tries it in every aspect this girl she comes from mercedes all she stay coming from mercedes okay yes and it's like she just tries it in every way that she can i don't know what her angle is i'm now i like her from you know just period off the strength but i'm not liking her her character (laughs) right yeah we love you um miss bean but gail bean but right this character is like geez like pushing all the limits um sucking dick in the pain and then has the nerve in the next scene to kind of taunt mercedes because of course she didn't pull in as big of a bag oh girl she needs some money and new girls are making it okay right so um you know roulette tells her oh well you know, your bag isn't half empty. It's half full. You know, I'm an optimistic bitch. <laughs> Girl. And Mercedes tell her, bitch, if you don't get out my face. <laughs> the fuck out my face. Okay. <laughs> right. But we see Mercedes head over to her gym. And uh, we, we see her get on the line with Coach, who was one of her best customers in season one. He is, I guess... If I'm remembering correctly, or if I'm safely assuming, he's like a coach for, I don't know, the Tennessee Titans or a team in Memphis or in Tennessee, um, very high profile, makes good money, uh, is married, but has propositioned Mercedes to be, you know, his his main side bitch, basically. And he's willing to pay her $10,000, put her up in a condo uh for for playtime basically on a monthly basis look (laughs) times sounds like a deal to me (laughs) because times is hard and things are changing okay with the way gas prices are right it's out here going for the gas tank you ain't the the condo (laughs) and 10 g's sounds like a deal right now right (laughs) Oh my goodness. So so they're kind of revisiting this sponsorship and she wants to make sure that his wife is in the know and um she wants her to be aware of what's going on. So he's like, "All right, well you want my wife there? All right, she'll be there." Girl, I was like, "Look at Mercedes being a good little hoe." <laughs> right? <laughs> she's like, "Well, since she supposedly already knows, you know." And she's like, he's like, "All right, she'll be there." So she's like, all right then. So I guess, you know, right, this is, I guess, helping with her conscience. And honestly, if you think about it, unfortunately, this is kind of the life that Mercedes knows. And I guess we'll get into it a little bit more as the episode goes on. But that just kind of clicked for me. Like, this is what she's used to. And I think in her mind, if she knows that the wife is on board and is aware of what's happening, she doesn't have to feel as bad. Yeah, I guess. I mean, yeah. And we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Right. Yes. So um, next we see her daughter, Terica, pulling up to St. Woodbine's church. And she's still giving out her, you know, her boxes um, for those in need. And she asks uh, the lady in the, the line if she can have two boxes. And normally they only give one. So that lady calls over St. Woodbine and she's like, no, because of course that's her grandmother. So when she sees her, she asks, what are you doing here? 
And she says that Shell, her adopted mother, I suppose, or the woman who raised her, is asleep. So, so mm-hmm. I'm assuming what I was told because you know, kick off this the P Valley discussions at work all the time. <laughs> that Shell is okay. Mercedes, dead baby daddy wife. Yes. Okay. So that's her. That's the little girl's stepmother. Yes, you're right. Okay, okay. Yes, but technically she raised her, but Terika knows that that's not her biological mother. Right. Yes. Well, Terika says that Shell is at the house sleep. So saying Woodbine knows something is up, right? She just knows this isn't right. And quite frankly, she knows that Terika probably shouldn't be driving yet. At all. So she tells them to bring over four boxes instead of two and Terika's super relieved and you know this kind of begins where you can tell throughout the episode she's in a desperate situation Mm -hmm. so from there we see that the dirty dozen tour has started (laughs) there's and it's lit and it's lit so um they're doing a photo shoot for the gram just before they get to new orleans um they play their murder game outside of the gas station they're having a really fun you know innocent time miss mississippi is looking good uh her and little murder have a ton of chemistry deshaun body is sickening do you hear me yes yes she is sickening i mean she just so brown and beautiful i was like it's, it's lit mm-hmm. yes and she has a ton of personality she has she's super photogenic and her and little murder together they just tell that perfect instagram story right <laughs> something we all know that's a facade but girl they is whew, they they making it look good they're making it look very good yes hurt me right up like <laughs> right up in the living room bouncing a little booty okay it was on <laughs> I said, okay, I like the Dirty Dozen tour. Right. And who is writing these songs? Because they live. Oh, my god! I be vibing. <laughs> the soundtrack is definitely on point this season. Absolutely. Yeah. So, before we go on, mm-hmm. guess who Big Bone is? Jackie, this is a trivia question for you. I should have gave you homework from the last two episodes. <laughs> Oh, don't you worry, because I am a very... Oh, you know. I'm an observant girl. Big Boned is Miracle Watts. I'm so proud. (laughs) So, to the listeners, (laughs) me and Jackie, Jackie kind of treated me a little bit like this. I was like, how do you not know who Miracle Watts is? She like, don't do me like that. How the fucking... Why am I supposed to know who this bitch is? So, I'm like... Miracle Watts is like, it was like, she went to go see the Instagram and she said she looks like the rest of these IG girls. I'm like, Miracle Watts was like before IG. Like, she's like the original IG. Like, it's an OG. <laughs> it's an OG to the IG. Yes. Like, she she ran so the IG bitches, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> right. So they could do backflips and shit. <laughs> yeah, they could. They could get their fashion over uh, on. Yes, right. They could get the sponsorships and the deals. Yes. So yes. Well, yeah. I was absolutely not aware of who one Miss Miracle Watts was, but of course, 
Um, as I enjoyed Diamond, his character, his total look, I now know that Miracle Watts is his soon-to-be baby mama. Yes, yes, yes. He likes us. He lo- he really likes her. So I, I like them together. Yeah, I heard that they met on set and it, they just really hit it off. She got on one. She did good. She sure did. <laughs> she did good. Okay. Good, good job. Clap it up for Miracle Watts. Okay. Period. But yeah, so I'm actually enjoying her character. So when we get to her next <laughs> or again, whenever. Um, yeah, I, I definitely think she is entertaining so far. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're so we're be- headed back to the pink. Um, yeah. And Uncle Clifford is looking at the gram and sees uh, Lil Murda and Miss Mississippi and all of the energy around the tour and how it's starting off. And uh, says, oh, Miss Mississippi is really uh, having a time with this little murder character. <laughs> oh, now he a character, honey. Okay. You see how the girls get? <laughs> Sweet up the- on you. <laughs> Hated it. <laughs> and then called Miss Mississippi in my crooked letter, crooked letter, bye. <laughs> oh, I hate her. <laughs> Used to be my biggest fan. Now I'm bad. Right. Okay, Uncle Clifford, don't be, don't do that. Mm-hmm. Well, um, Uncle Clifford and Autumn, per usual, again, right? This is their storyline this this season. So they are back, kind of at odds, or maybe that's just the energy they're giving each other. It's very much debate, debate. Um, but they are talking about the opening. So we really didn't go into depth on all of the hoopla that was happening around the main stage. Uh, during the re re reopening, um, so there was a fire in the kitchen because Big L burnt up all the chicken. Um, what happened with uh, Big Bone? I feel like she has something crazy going. Oh well, she was dancing when she was supposed to be working the bar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the girls didn't like that. There was another young lady in there. Um, that was essentially like a, the new Miss Mississippi. She was arguing with her boyfriend. Yes. Right. And and so that was causing a little bit of commotion. And there was just a lot that happened that basically didn't allow for even the full grand re-re-reopening to happen until the closing hours of the pink. They had to close early. Um, and then, right, of course, Mercedes fell off the damn pole. Yes. So it was a lot that happened. And of course... Uncle Clifford is throwing that back in Autumn's face, but she's like, well, guess what? You know, we still had an opening night. We still made money and she's still dead serious about getting this 10 million out of Andre and uh, Corbin Kyle. I keep wanting to call him biracial Kyle child, but we'll call Corbin Kyle (laughs) is his name. Um, And so they kind of start talking about renegotiating their terms and Autumn Knight offers Uncle Clifford uh, a 31% deal so she gets to keep 69% and um, seems like Uncle Clifford is okay with that because you know what he said you know the quotes we have me in the chuckle he says 69 is a real nice position to take it shows you can suck it and take it all at the same damn time <laughs> I said what <laughs> girl I had to rewind did I hear what I think I just heard 
baby they coming with the quotes this season <laughs> yes right i was like man like is this a quote worth worth mentioning because there's so many others but but yes uh quite okay with that deal so all right now we've got autumn and uncle clifford kind of on the same page about um holding out for this 10 million dollars and but at but at this point now the debate is around getting rid of mercedes and allowing for Whisper and Roulette to move forward as the headliners and continuing to move newer girls up up the chain because Mercedes is just not it anymore. Plus, she fell off a pole and has a shoulder injury. Exactly. Um, Uncle Clifford is still not feeling that shit. Um, and Autumn Knight says, well, anybody can be replaceable. Even though Uncle Clifford says that Mercedes cannot be replaced. Uh, but they're they're not gonna see eye to eye on that, especially after Mercedes told Autumn Knight to get out of her house. So, yeah, it's like loyalty versus business, right? Yep. So, so at this point though, they are are basically in need of a new DJ, Big Bone Volunteers, and Uncle Clifford says an aux cord and a playlist does not a DJ make. <laughs> <laughs> Girl, that Uncle Clifford is coming with the quotes, baby. <laughs> right. But right now it's like, all right, what other options do they have? They want to keep the money going. They had a decent showing opening night. Let's keep it rolling. So it's like, all right, well, um, <laughs> Uncle Clifford tells Big Bone, all right, bring your best playlist. <laughs> and yeah. they decide to keep going um, and not delaying any more nights. So they're going to they're going to stay open. So from there, we go on to the Black Pastors lunch and Mayor Kyle shows up and he is there basically to solicit votes. He wants these Black Pastors to vote yes on the referendum for the casino, of course. And one of the rival pastors in town for um, St. Woodbine says that he'll tell his parishioners uh, to vote yes he will vote yes and he'll tell his parishioners to do the same and of course uh, Mayor Kyle is like all right well you know sounds like you know that collection plate is gonna be a little heavier over there and of course you know all the male pastors they kiki key and clap but St. Woodbine is not feeling it she's protesting um, telling them that they're gonna build this casino and then they're not gonna hire y'all because they're gonna say that we can't count and instead of putting money towards education so that we can learn to count, they're just going to spend it over at the golf course or at the or golf or club. the bank, bitch. Or, <laughs> right? And, and right, because she also says this is basically going to turn Chuckalisa into Sodom and Gomorrah. So, mm-hmm. you know, she's not with it. And the mayor is definitely picking up on what she's putting down. And he's going to do whatever it takes to get her out of the way and get the the pastoral community on his side. Because especially, I mean, we're talking Mississippi and church is the thing, the pastors of different, you know, blocks and neighborhoods within any town. They are kind of like the kingpins, you know, <laughs> that are going to help determine who gets elected mayor. That's it, uh, church and politics. Right. <laughs> Isn't that insane, right? But that's how it happens for real. So it certainly is. So, all right. So we've got that on our hands, but now we're cutting to New Orleans to the NOLA 
and we see Big Frida. Yes, Big Frida, turn me right up. That's right. You know, shout out Turn to Big me right up, baby. I was like, what? Yes, <laughs> right. I'm like, first we had Relly B last week. And now we've got Big Frida on this episode. I'm like, y'all better be bringing all the queens on, on to they P-Valley. They are bringing the queens and I love it. Yes. <laughs> right? My face. <laughs> super, like, super energy in the club. So, you know, we can tell, like, this is kind of where they are jumping off the tour and Miss Mississippi is still taking a lot of pictures with Lil Murda and um, her agent. I keep forgetting his name, but our manager, he is posting, you know, as much as he can. And so she's a little worried because as these pictures get more and more provocative and make it look like her and Lil Murda got something going on. Of course, she don't want her baby daddy, Derek. Baby daddy. Yeah, she don't want him to see it. So. But she says, you know, it's fine. It'll be fine. And I just, my heart sinks for her in that moment because I just see him waiting at the door with his fist balled up. I just hate it. But Lil Murder performs and Keyshawn works the pole and they really, you know, they kill it. We see them kind of showing a a mosh posh of them starting the tour and they are basically, you know, working the chitlin circuit uh they're they're in new orleans they're in houston little rock jackson all those little towns um that basically you know black artists can draw a crowd in the country especially those homegrown southern artists and even during a pandemic so so they're having a good time and everything has been successful um we go back to mercedes who is in tennessee pulling up to the coach's condo so the coach lives in one of those super super sky you know high. this is my favorite scene baby okay this is my <laughs> favorite scene <laughs> so right before she walks in Terica um calls her and again we can tell she's in a desperate situation with shell but you know mercedes isn't picking up on that so she tells her she'll call her back she's working Um, But we walk into Coach's condo and it is, of course, amazing. It's a really nice view. And we meet Coach's wife uh, for the first time. Her name is Farah. You know, she's giving Keisha from Belly. She is. She's giving beautiful brown. Mm -hmm. Just gorgeous. I was like, okay. Right. (laughs) And so it's kind of like, dang, Coach, like... You got her over here having to deal with this shit, but his wife is her, her name is Farah, and uh, totally different from Mercedes too. Yes. Very, very well kept, very um, prim and proper. You know, prim and proper. There you go. It's totally different from Mercedes, right? Because Mercedes has that. There's this part of the country <laughs> in the south, but that is on the arkansas tennessee mississippi border like this little triad where people mm-hmm. use words like brutal yes <laughs> it's it's parts of chicago like that too <laughs> <laughs> well you know the great migration we from down there Girl, but is. yes she said that and miss mamas was like what she's like, like here we go right so she's like do you mean beautiful bitch <laughs> But, 
Mercedes kind of gets it. She's like, all right, going to have to win this one over. Um, but before we kind of finish out that condo scene, um, we shoot back over to Memphis where the Dirty Dozen tour is making a stop. And mm-hmm. the Chuckalisa guys come up. So the same guys that rolled past Lil Murder's house slow, they have now pulled up in Memphis for his show that is happening in town. And so one of the guys he seems to have it out for a little murder. The same, the green eyed bandit. Yes. That same one. The guy that was in the back seat. Mm-hmm. He, a hater. He's a real hater. He's an asshole. And it also seems like he, um, flipped his set because big teak, who is of course, little murder's security who just got out of jail. He sees him and he sees him like, well, when did he start wearing blue and gold? And so, of course, in my mind, I'm thinking, all right, well, does, does that mean that, I mean, in layman's terms, right, let's just, because he's wearing a red bandana, it's like, was he a blood and now he's a crip? Right, right. You know, like, was he basically on some different gang shit and now he's affiliated with something else? Because Big T A whole lot of gang shit. A whole <laughs> lot of gang shit, right? Because Miss, Mer- uh, Miss Mississippi's um, manager was like, I'm staying out of y'all gang gang shit. Yeah, just like that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you can tell that Big Teak is not okay uh, with what is happening. And so we see um, Mississippi's manager and um, Mr. Gang Gang in the blue and gold and his friend who was in Queen and Slim with the all golds, the full gold set. Um, they are chatting it up and he's talking about how like, Ooh, you know, little murders lady, miss Mississippi. She's a bad bitch and blah, blah, blah. And, um, the hater in the blue and gold is like, nah. And, and it's essentially, he seems like he's on a mission to out little murder because he's like, well, when you see his next hit trade tales, you know, coming out, then we'll see what you have to say then. And you can see Miss Mississippi's manager kind of like, wait, what? You know, but again, it's like, why do you feel so inclined? Be the main one, intrigued by it, liking it. Right, right. You took a road trip to support somebody, even though somehow you feel like you want to out them for not being their true selves. Exactly jealousy right right because he is he is making a name for himself despite whatever his personal life might entail so anyway back to the condo um mercedes is winning farah over she's complimenting her on her photography and the pictures that she's taking of coach that are hanging on the wall um they have a conversation and farah starts to let her guard down a little bit and is eventually, you know, able to laugh a little bit. And she asks Mercedes, like, why did she ask permission to make this whole sponsorship deal come to life? And she says it's because she has integrity. And of course, you know, the wife is like, oh, do you? A scoff. <laughs> <laughs> but um, they're, they're kind of like, all right, well, let's see what happens. Let's see if we can make it work. And so Ferris starts to leave when Coach comes back into the room. But um, Coach wants Farrah to see Mercedes dance and see some of her signature moves before she leaves. 
the Mercedes experience. Yes, that is right. That is right. So, um, uh, Mercedes asks, where can I plug up my phone? Right. And so she gets her phone, um, attached to the aux cord. And so she, there's a pole in this condo as well, of course. Mm-hmm. So she uh, starts doing a dance, and Farah is pretty mesmerized by. Bitch, I was too. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I was looking. Uh, I was looking at the TV like, oh my god! Like she did her shit. She did. It should have been called the Mercedes Experience, right? <laughs> and me in the trance. Yes, and still, all the while, um. Mercedes shoulder hurts you know yeah. they what I, I like I, I know right Oof, right I like how I you can scared. kind of hear the the breath you know yeah. of the of the dancers <laughs> in this season mm-hmm. and in this episode like okay this is not easy for them like even on their best day yeah and when they're hurting right and and have an injury that they're dancing through like it's really a struggle mm-hmm. but Farah's, you know, really enjoying it. Um, Terika's still calling. The phone's still blowing up. Um, she's cutting it off so she can keep the dance going. But um, after a while, she gets on Coach's lap. And they kind of start to get into it. And then Farah comes over. She's decided to stay. And she has taken off all her clothes. Baby, Mercedes experience brings the girls out their clothes, Okay. Okay. Like Mercedes was stunned. She was like, "Bitch, what?" <laughs> hey, she's in compliance, <laughs> right? Ten k, baby, ten k a month. Period. So, so then uh, they get into it. Uh, from there, we have another scene with Andre telling his wife, "No, <sighs> mm-hmm. you know I can't stand him." Of course, she's trying to help his bum ass out. Oh, I got a job for you. Oh, I don't want to do that. I just need more time. It's just, I don't know. Maybe I was triggered. <laughs> but she asked when he's mm-hmm. coming home. He said that, uh, I think, what is it? The will, um, the reading of the will or something got pushed back. Mm-hmm. So he can't leave Chuckalisa quite yet. And this is when we learn officially that she is a doctor, not a nurse or anything else in the hospital. She is on the frontest of the front lines with Uh. this COVID shit. And not to discount the nurses, shout out to them too. But right, she's a doctor going through this this situation. And so, of course, even a brief phone call gets interrupted because probably somebody else is in the hospital flatlining on her ass. So she's got to go back in. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, we go back to the threesome and we hear, um, this ringtone that she has for Terrica <laughs> once again. Girl, yes. <laughs> like, I felt like, put that phone on do not disturb, but this is your kid calling. So I'm glad she didn't. Right. You know, I'm saying fuck them kids, baby. It'd have been on do not disturb <laughs> fucking with me. Period. Well, she finally picks up, right? I feel like at this point she's like, all right, she's called enough and she's she's won Farah over to the point where they're all getting it in right now. So she does step away and pick up the phone, and the sheriff has Terika's phone and says she's driving Shell's car and she's underage and Shell is in the backseat drunk. Mm-hmm. So she has to, you know, leave to go get Terika or else she's gonna have to spend the night. In jail. 
Mm-hmm. So, of course, not a good situation. And that baby looks so scared. Like that scene right there, that that girl looks so scared. I was like, ooh, she played that part very well. Yes, yes. Terrica's mm-hmm. a really good actress. Because like yeah. I said, right, you can feel the desperation throughout mm-hmm. the episode when she went to get the um, charity boxes from her grandmother St. Woodbine when she was there with the sheriff yeah like whole episode she definitely was doing really well so uh, from there so we're after um, the show in Memphis with Lil Murda in Mississippi and they're having a good time of course the show went well and they're back on the gram and then we see the blue gangbanger again. Well, we see a young lady who is trying to get to Lilberta. And she's pushing Which everybody out the way. Is why. I wanted to know what that was about. Right. She seemed to like be laser focused on him, but she also seemed like she had a grievance. And that's what I want to know. What is it? Yeah. Because he, he doesn't like girls. So why is this girl like at him the way she is right i have i don't i don't know well blue gang gang is very rude and calls her a bitch and little teak steps in and is like listen you don't need to be disrespectful and then he's like well you know looks at her again and it's like well bitch you're not his type <laughs> and so little teak punches him out and you know a fight ensues and so you know per a lot of i guess <laughs> After after show scenes, we see a bit of a scramble. They're fighting, and they have to get Lil Teak into the hearse, get everybody away. Of course, some shots ring out. So now they got um, they've got Miss Mississippi driving the hearse um, and trying to get away from the club. And Teak is a little beat up, but I think he held his own, you know, with that guy. But yeah, it's like, dude, why? What is it, right? Why are you so hell bent? And then Teak, so it did come out that Teak caught a body full of murder. That's why he went to jail, right? I thought that was in jail. Oh, when they were locked up before. They, okay, yes, you're right. Okay. You're right. Yeah. Okay. Right? They have quite Ooh. um quite a past. A <laughs> yes, right? So we're going to get to Bonding that. Bonding over bullshit. Right. <laughs> I say it all the time. <laughs> So we're back at the pink. Um, Whisper is still quite the mysterious girl, but she always seems to show up for roulette. Like she is kind of her guardian angel at this point to me. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, roulette seems to be a bit frazzled. She is working at the pink. She's breaking the rules. She doesn't Hell, She didn't know her cycle was about to start. So I'm just going to say the bitch is unorganized. Okay. (laughs) so but you know whisper is there to the rescue she gives her a tampon and she even gives her you know a little coke to sniff before they hit the stage (laughs) little bump a little bump thank you right (laughs) that dirty ass bathroom right gross so uh uncle clifford asked if they're ready to hit the stage and they are headed out um to to do uh their routine for the night um but while they're in there getting started, we see Gidget's boyfriend, the uh, white guy that was moving pills with little L. He comes back to the pink and he's so emotional, like to be there. Like he, he had tears Super. in his eyes. Yeah. Um, but 
Uh, we shoot back to Whisper and Roulette hitting the stage. And, you know, I had to watch the episode twice, of course, just once for enjoyment, once to get some notes. And I didn't mm -hmm. catch the first time that Roulette broke one of Uncle Clifford's rules, which is no titties on the main stage. Girl, <laughs> looked him dead in his fucking face and broke that rule. Looked him in his face, smiled. Had a good old time and looked back like, mm-hmm. Unclipped yeah. it, spun around and said, yes, make it rain even more. But I wonder why it's no titties in the pink now. It, that wasn't the rule last season. The rule is no titties on the main stage. Oh. I feel like that wasn't, but okay. Right? I still right. I'm not sure how heavily that's enforced because I feel like that wasn't the first time, but eh. You know, obviously, again, roulette, constantly pushing the boundaries, constantly willing to break a rule. She, they need to fire her ass. Everybody is replaceable. She's getting a little too big for her britches. Right. Very quickly. So Gidget's boyfriend flirts with her after uh, Whisper and Roulette's performance. Um, after he also told Big L that he was wanting to marry Gidget. And they're asking him, you know, what's up with him? What, you dating a stripper? Because he knows, like, the terminology of the moves. And mm -hmm. they were like, it's okay to date a stripper. And Whisper's like, yeah, you just can't marry one. And, of course, he's like, yeah, sure. <laughs> Even though that was just what he was about to do. Exactly. And I don't know if him and Whisper, like, have some sort of, not Whisper, if him and roulette have some sort of connection or if she's just constantly looking for the next trick i think that's exactly what it is okay because they kind of she is very i fuck your baby daddy type of bitch <laughs> she right? just gives me gutter snipe like <laughs> just real mm -mm. i don't like it i don't like it it is giving gutter snipe right now you're right yeah i don't like i don't like her character yeah it's tough um, but from there we see Mercedes. So she is at Shell's house and she's got her in the tub. She's spraying her down with water to wake her up. And they talk about pretty much how Terica came into this world, you know. Um Mercedes is, you know, telling her or asking her, like basically, you know, what's up with you? How did we get to this point? And Shell is saying how it's been tough. You know, of course, COVID, sitting in the house, raising a child that is essentially um, one that came from your husband or your boyfriend's infidelity. Yeah. And she lets Mercedes know, no matter how much she may have asked for her back, that um, Terrica's father never wanted Shell to give her back to Mercedes. So, of course, that hurts her feelings. But then Shell also talks about how when she thinks about it, even in life, of course, Cortez, that's his name. Um, he was not faithful to her. But here she is being loyal to a dead man who couldn't be loyal to her when he was alive because she promised to take care of Terica, wouldn't give her back to Mercedes or her family. But it obviously has put her in a position where, you know, she's not doing well. You know, she is. Yeah is drinking and passing out in the daytime and, and that type of stuff. So she's just not taking the best care of Terica. She's not taking the best care of herself because 
she's realizing I put myself in this miserable situation to be loyal to somebody who wasn't even loyal to me. And now she has to deal with it. Yeah. So, but all the while, Terika hears this. Um, so, of course, now she's like, wait, you're like, what the hell is life? You know, of course. Mm-hmm. So, back at the pink, um, <laughs> Big Bone is winning. So, she is DJing for the night. Yes. And now she is shaking ass in the DJ booth. Winning. Been winning. <laughs> and they're throwing money over there. And we see a young lady that is working and this guy's giving her a hard time because he wants her to give him some head. And she's like, damn, nigga, no means no. And he's like, mm-hmm. well, I came here, you know, looking for the sloppy toppy. Like, I heard that there's a girl in here with some dick sucking lips who mm-hmm. was willing to give some top. And so now other people are starting to get a hold of what Roulette is doing. Like, they know there's somebody in there that's breaking Uncle Clifford's rules. The word is getting out, and that's what we do not need. Right. So, Autumn, we see her, and she's still holding out for that $10 million, And she's finally getting Uncle Clifford on board. Um, and then we, we see Andre, who she's texting. He's still trying to negotiate a deal with her, and she's letting him know she's not settling for $1 million. That's just the tip. Because, again, with Uncle Clifford on board to get 31%, she told Autumn, like, well, I'm going for the 3.1 million. And so it's like, all right, now we speak in the same language and they shutting them out and they're going to hold out. Mm-hmm. But Andre is with Corbin Kyle and they're talking about, you know, basically how they can make things happen. And Andre starts to talk about how maybe he could run for mayor of Chuckalisa. And it actually just so happens that he is a resident because he was born and raised there. And right now he's a registered voter there because, of course, he was going to vote for his uh, mayor god daddy and make sure that he won. So Kyle um, or Corbin Kyle is like, all right, well, if you're willing to do that, I might be willing to foot the bill. Mm hmm. So. Which still, like, um, not Mercedes, Autumn Night, like, what? <laughs> I know she's going to be like, here we go. But it's just like, I don't, I don't know. I just don't like how he's doing Autumn. You know, it's like, you can't try to fuck her and fuck her in business. Right. I just don't like it. I don't like it. Right. Nigga shit. Dirty nigga shit. <laughs> exactly, right? I feel like that's what we've been saying. Like, you cannot fuck her in all ways. It's yeah. not gonna work. So um from there we see Lil Murder and Keyshawn, Miss Mississippi, back at the hotel. Um, their tour is almost over. And Keyshawn is actually helping send Lil Murder postcards because I think it's cute. Yeah, because Keyshawn is one of the few friends that he has that is pretty much fully aware of his relationship with Uncle Clifford. Yes. So she's helping him come up with sweet nothings, make sure that he isn't like corny or goofy in his wording. And, you know, reminds him like, you're a rapper, you're a poet, like, you know what to do. (laughs) But I guess I miss you. Right. Don't do that. Please don't. Don't do that. (laughs) So, um, Lil Murda is like, I know why I'm basically, you know, banished from the pink, but what did you do? And, 
I can't remember what she says, but this is where she kind of, you know, has to reckon with the fact that, hey, she's not welcome at the pink anymore because of the fact that she pulled a gun on Diamond over mm-hmm. her her baby daddy, Derek. But of course, she's mm-hmm. not direct with uh, Blue Murder about that. But, you know, just lets him know, like, hey, you know, that that ship has sailed for her. Um, but she but from there, Lil Murda leaves out to go talk to Lil Teak for a little bit. Um, we cut back to Mercedes. So she's talking to Terica, you know, who wants validation about everything she's just heard. And mm-hmm. she says that it's true, you know, but she doesn't regret having her. But she was young and she couldn't raise her. She wasn't given the opportunity to. And mm-hmm. but Terica, of course, rightfully so, still holds a lot of resentment. Mm-hmm. You know, and and tells her, you know, it's just always going to be an excuse with you. Which I mean, in reality, it's like it is tough when it feels like your mother, your birth mother, knows everything about why she couldn't raise you to begin with. But as she gets older, as you get older, it still seems like she's not coming for you or coming to take care of you. But she's not full of nothing but excuses. So, you know, it's unfair. Poor baby. Yeah. It's a lot going on, like the decisions of all these adults, and you know that 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 didn't have nothing to do with her. But she suffered all of the consequences behind all of these other people's decisions and regrets. Right, right, and having to hear about it basically. So, so we cut back to Lil Murda and Lil Teak. Um, they're on the steps outside of the motel, kind of reminiscing on their experiences. So. Like you mentioned, this is where we learn that I don't know if Lil Murder caught a body for Lil Teak or maybe just like, you know, shank somebody. No, Lil Teak caught the body for Lil Murder, oh, okay. shanking somebody in jail behind Lil Murder. Because Lil Murder was saying, if you wasn't there, I wouldn't be here right now. Yes, yes. And then he went down to Seg. Yes. Yes, you know. There you go. Proper terminology. Out. Right. Help me out with the terms. <laughs> yes. And, right. And he talks about how lonely it was and how Lil Murda would write him raps on little pieces of toilet paper and how much that meant to him. And I was like, oh, like a postcard? Like a little love note. Right. I'm like, oh, so you know how to find the words when you need them. Yeah. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, well... It's hard because I don't know. It seems like, especially behind bars, when you need somebody, you might not be thinking about their sexuality or their personal, you know, life. But of course, in this program and the way that they're trying to lay it out, you can't help but think like, oh, is this one of Lil Murda's first crushes or first loves or you know, one of his first experiences yeah, or anything. Right. Yeah. Cause it's giving moonlight. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, all right, like you're kind of left wondering what's really there um, for both, like what's to their relationship, but, but we see something's up. Um, and then we go back to uh, same Woodbine. She's back to having church services because again, the, uh, restrictions have been lifted in Mississippi and the pink is back open. So church should be back open, but she is served by the sheriff and interim mayor Kyle who say that she is violating social distancing rules mm-hmm. and they shut her down. 
and she's like oh, okay but you're gonna let them shake ass over there um down at the pink and this is when you realize that mayor kyle is already flexing his interim power like if you're not gonna help me get elected then i'm not gonna help you you know worship basically and evil right well she evil anyway so whatever right it's <laughs> like oh yeah because she tells them if i messed with the wrong neighbor then you fucked with the wrong bitch and i'm like dang you in the back woman of god right you in the back of your church yeah. um we cut to uncle clifford who has been collecting postcards from Lil' Murda. So Lil' Murda has been sending Uncle Clifford postcards from every city. There's one from Houston, Lil' Rock, Jackson, Memphis. And you can tell, you know, Uncle Clifford's feeling it. Like, shaking the chi-chis a little bit. Like a little schoolgirl. <laughs> yes. Lots of emotion. And it's like, all right. And you know what? I just can't, couldn't help but think, like... That's how a lot of relationships, whether they are historically traditional or whatever, however you want to like lay it out there, people will show this level of intimacy and this level of interest by doing something very sweet, like sending you postcards from every city they're in to kind of prove their love. And it's like, I just can't help but wonder like what's going to be the next thing to keep them apart mm -hmm. so but we saw that part and then we end the episode with roulette getting out of somebody's car talking about let me know when you want to uh take roulette on another spin baby just hoeing out the pink honey trapping that pussy out the paint <laughs> <laughs> It's like you could have like got it. right. You could have got dropped off anywhere else. I don't like it. So I don't know. I'm just waiting to see what happens because Uncle Clifford is not going. So you're gonna have to figure out what you got going on much sooner than later because once once Uncle Clifford finds this out, your ass is grass, <laughs> baby grass. You hear me? Yes. Uh, but. Roulette does catch a glimpse of Gidget's boyfriend and Big L moving in pills. But she basically gives them a wink, you know, lets them know they don't have to worry about her. And I'm just like, okay, that's probably going to be something that she's going to keep in her back pocket, you know, or in her G-string because she knows that her time is going to run out at some mm -hmm. point. And she'll be able to say, well, what about, you know, the weight that's getting moved out the back door? And she already do drugs. She probably wants some. Exactly, right? Mm, that'll be sad. Mm-hmm. And again, like, mm -hmm. Gail Bean, we can't have you playing, like, coked out girl in every no, character. No, but she performed, like, super awesome after she had that little bump of coke. So, mm. and oh, girl gassed her right up, too. Like, oh, my God, you were amazing out there. You was on fire. Duh, 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 duh. So, We'll yeah. see. Maybe, maybe, maybe not. Yeah. So from what I remember from the next episode, I don't remember a lot of things. But what I do remember is that Diamond, a.k.a. Premium Drake, is back at the pink. Ooh. So They need him. They definitely need him. But I can't help but wonder if it's going to be like a battle of the spirits. Because now you got Whisper in there. And he's in oh, there. Oh, yeah. We've got that ghost floating around in there. 
Yeah. The ghost of Martavius. Mm. So, mm. I don't know. It's going to get interesting. There's definitely plenty going on. We've got the referendum and the mayor race. We've got um, the Dirty Dozen tour wrapping up and all of the drama that some of the guys are clearly carrying with them coming off of that. And yeah, we'll see what happens with Mercedes next when she's back in town. So, so yeah. Because she did not participate in the threesome. Right. Not, not So she didn't, fully. I'm assuming she didn't get the money. So. I didn't think about it like that. You know, I would hope she would at least get half. You know, Farrah, Farrah seemed I showed to, up. <laughs> right, she showed up. She won Farrah over. Because Farrah could have left and been like, all right, I really don't like this and I don't want nothing to do with you. And she could have given Farrah a different attitude, which I think would have made it to where she wasn't interested or um, willing to give her approval in the way that she did. Yeah. So I don't know. Hopefully it, it didn't like wind up being unsuccessful for her because of that. Mm, we'll see. We'll see. We'll have to see. Um, before we go though, <laughs> for anybody listening at this point, uh, you already know what we're normally on. So I can't help but bring up did you see our new life after lockup crew? Vaguely. So, okay. I sent it to you. So I, oh. I felt like it was very vague. <laughs> and that was like a thing, like a, a screen recording from De Deontay's page. Yes, it was. Yes. Yeah. So it was Deontay and Lindsay, mm -hmm. Brittany and Ray. Oh, Brittany and Ray. I didn't see them. Oh, you I saw Brittany and Marcelino. Right, Brittany and Marcelino. Mm -hmm. Chaz and Branwyn. Okay. And, they need a check. <laughs> right, right. We didn't get a lot of them, so they're going to get their check. And mm -hmm. um, Sarah and Sean. Sarah. Yeah, okay. Right, yeah. It's giving hillbilly. It's right. giving country this, this season. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting because I'm like... Not Brittany and Marcelino. Um, they fighting this time, though. It's not all healthy, healthy. It's not all peaches. They needed a little drama. They needed to shake it up. Which, and I feel like, yeah, at this point, they've had a pretty decent honeymoon era in their relationship. They had their babies. They fought through some family issues and not personal marital issues. And mm -hmm. even in the last season, hell, speaking of threesomes, they had their little threesome to make it seem they like did. everything was all good. So, yeah, now we're into the real thick of it with them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm hoping. Yeah, I don't know. We'll leave I wanted them to bring back um, Kayla and Martel. That's what I wanted them to bring back. Why? Undo your face. <laughs> you know, I face. can't stand I can't stand them. I don't have time. Martell, oh gosh, like gaslighter. But he had somebody calling that phone. I want to know who it was. What was it about? Well, you know what? Uh, we TV at this point, you never know because the way they introduced Chaz and Branwyn one week out of nowhere. Yes, yes. Who knows? Maybe they will pop up at some point. I wouldn't be surprised if we get another couple or two because that's five couples and if mm -hmm. they can give 
even two more couples half a season. Okay. You know. Yeah. You know how they do. Mm. Right. What did what did mom say? We we review some of the craziest shows. Yes, we review the crazy shows, but I mean everybody else got everything else covered. So you know. I know. Get on a We had a little razzle down. Period. <laughs> Real bad. <laughs> real bad all right so and that means that y'all just know hey we're here all summer long all season it's gonna be too hot and too expensive to be outside and auntie needs to be under the ac with my robe on okay (laughs) right so i'll be here watching these shows honey well all right so that wraps up another week um we'll be back down to the pink next week so until then you have a good one and take care All right, you do the same. Bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to this Pea Valley review. Remember, it's Chuck Alisa yesterday, today, and tomorrow, y'all. See you next time down the pink.